Let's go ahead and stand to our feet, if you would. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, we just thank you today, Lord. Lord, we just return your tithe, Lord. We bring our seed and our offerings into the house of the Lord. And Lord, we just continually just proclaim that you are our provider. Lord, you are the one who pours out all things for life and for godliness into our life, into our spirit and our heart, Lord. And Jesus, we just want to say thank you today, Lord. Thank you for your great provision for your people, Lord. Thank you for your provision for your house, Lord. This house is your house, Jesus. It's your house, Lord. And so, Lord, we just continue to trust you. And, Lord, continue to follow you, God, as you lead us. Lord, as you lead us into what we're to sow our efforts and our time, Lord, and our resources into. Lord, help us to be an effective community, Lord, reaching out to the weak, Lord, touching the lost, God, sharing the gospel and the love of Jesus with everyone we come in contact with, Lord. So today, Lord, as we just come before you with your word, Lord, I just pray that you would minister and challenge and convict every person, Lord, in the house, every person joining us over stream, Lord, and we just give you all the glory in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. And everybody said, amen. 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 Go ahead and have your seats, please. We're going to be diving into the book of Luke. This morning, we're going to be in chapter 1 as we are launching this Christmas season. It, of course, should be Christmas season all year around. We do a little bit better at it in December sometimes than we have the rest of the year. But we're in Luke chapter 1, and we're going to read verses 30 through 45 in Luke chapter 1. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. Oh, that's powerful. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also the Holy One who is to be born, will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For God, for with God, nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold, the maid servant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Now Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste to a city of Judah and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. 
And so it happened. When Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, that the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. I'm going to pause right there. Lord, we just thank you today. Hallelujah, God. We give you all the glory today in the mighty, mighty name of Jesus, Lord. Lord, I just pray that, Lord, you would just speak to us today, Lord. Holy Spirit, just come and have your way. Glorify Jesus in this place. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Well, here we are with this all too familiar to some of us at least and probably the one of, if not the greatest story ever told amongst the entire world. We always thought it was interesting in China during this time of the year that Christmas decorations would start to go up. We'd always kind of scratch our head about that one. The biggest Christmas trees you've ever seen in your life would be erected in the squares of China. The whole world familiar with this story in Luke. Today, as we turn to this Christmas season and as we're reading into this, this gospel of Luke, and really one of the gospels or letters introducing us into this New Testament time frame that we're now in today. It was an introduction not only into this Christmas story or the, the coming of the Messiah, the coming of the Lord, but there's another introduction and a type of reintroduction that was intertwined to this story that sometimes doesn't get as much, he doesn't get as much emphasis as he should. And with the introduction of this New Testament and Christmas story is the, the reintroduction of the precious Holy Spirit of God. Only King David and the prophet Isaiah even referred to the Spirit of God as the Holy Spirit. It's a name that really we've settled on here in the church age that we live in, these New Testament times that we live in, but go search the Old Testament. And of course, the Spirit of God, the third member of the Trinity, God Himself there from eternity past, there hovering during creation, filling the hearts of men and women today. But in Psalms 51.11 and also in Isaiah 63 are only the two scriptures that we can see where David cries out after his sin. He says, cast not me away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. And Isaiah chapter 63, verse 10, also dealing with a, a rebellious people and a rebellious time in history for the nation of Israel, but they rebelled and grieved his Holy Spirit. Therefore, he turned to be their enemy, and he fought 
against them. We don't want to be a people, little side note, that ever has the Lord fighting against us. Can somebody say amen? Amen. So Mary, in this Christmas story, and when this is spoken over her life, and we're just going to dive into just different aspects of the precious workings of the Holy Spirit in our life. Because the first question that Mary asked when the angel came and spoke what was going to happen to her, Mary said the very same thing that a lot of us said when God first shows up in our life. We're like, well, how, how can this be? <laughs> how is this, especially with the, in the case of Mary in the, a supernatural conception and, and giving birth through her physical body? I mean, angel, how can this be? And it was at this moment in history where this really fresh, new introduction to the Holy Spirit just burst forth onto the scene. In Luke one thirty-five, where he says, The Holy Spirit will come upon you. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. Yes, virgin birth. Yes, supernatural conception. Yes, God coming in the form of human to this life. But it all started with the Holy Spirit will come upon you. We have heard and maybe know of the importance of the Holy Spirit in Mary's conception of Christ within her womb. But every time the Holy Spirit shows up upon any situation, any person, any life, He's continuing to do the very same thing that He did upon Mary that very day. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. There's different things that happen to an individual, a person, when the Holy Spirit comes upon us. But just to stay focused here this morning, one thing we can see that happens is that life is conceived. New life is conceived. Dreams are given birth. A new way of living. A new peace, a new hope in life. All begins when the Holy Spirit comes upon us. We can even go as so far, and we're going to take it with some statements as far as we can possibly take it, but saying that there would be no Christmas story. I'm sorry, Christmas story. There would be no, you see, you see how we got to do that? We got to retrain. There would be no Christmas story without the working of the Holy Spirit in it. The Christmas cast, Christmas cast. Come on, Jamie. You can do it. Got to encourage myself in the Lord. Y'all can say too, you can do it. All right, thank you. 
the Christmas casts were all overshadowed and filled with the precious Holy Spirit to prepare them for the role that they were about to play in this greatest story ever told. Think about it as we, we start to just look at just some of the main characters in this Christmas cast with this story that was unfolding before us. We started with Mary when the, Holy, when the angel said the Holy Spirit would overshadow you, and we'll come back to that in a few moments. But we also see that Elizabeth, having been supernaturally touched by the Holy Ghost, it continues on in those passages where I stopped, where it then said that Elizabeth heard the greeting and the babe leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and she spoke out in a loud voice and said, Blessed are you amongst women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. But why is this granted to me? The mother of the Lord should come to me for indeed... Verse 44, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe within my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which are told her by the Lord. Elizabeth was filled, being a very integral part of the, the Christmas story. Her baby was filled. Hello, put that into your theology, you know, gumbo. Her baby was filled still within her womb, that life that had been conceived supernaturally, not only in Mary, but also in Elizabeth, the one who was called barren prior to this. Zacharias took him a little while. He, little, he had to kind of be made silent for a little bit. We got to learn to trust and obey the Lord, or he might just zip it up for a moment. But in Luke, finally, Zacharias in Luke chapter 1, 6, 7, and 69 says, Now the father of Zacharias was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying, Blessed is the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. Zacharias filled another integral part of this Chris Christmas, almost got it, Christmas story. There was Simeon who had the Holy Spirit upon him revealing Christ and what his role to play was in Luke chapter 2, 25 through 26. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And all that is simply saying was he was waiting for the Messiah or the Savior to show up. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And he had been revealed to by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And we're going to come back to Simeon as our conclusion today. But the precious Holy Spirit 
is the one. He's the agent. He, the third member, the Godhead, of the Godhead, God himself. He is the one that makes the plan of the Father happen upon this earth and in our lives. He is the one. He gets passed over so much. Sometimes it's just from not reading our Bibles enough. Sometimes it's intentionally in different places. For whatever reason why people do it intentionally makes my mind, just makes me confused. Because he's the one that is going to accomplish every plan and purpose of God in our life. There is no other way that it's going to come to pass. The word of God has been written and spoken and the Holy Spirit comes and makes Jesus real, makes the word of God living and active and real in our lives. He is the one who makes the plan of the Father happen in our lives. We have to know the importance of the work of the precious Holy Spirit in our walk with Christ just as he was emphasized and as was the main character in much of the Christmas story being presented to us so many years ago. Every precious moment you have ever had with Christ was the Holy Spirit making that moment precious. Every precious moment. Let's say it like this. There is no precious moment that was not the Holy Spirit making that moment precious. Salvation. Holy Spirit's right there drawing you, drawing you to Jesus, drawing you to the Father through the Son. Those tragic moments in our life when we thought we couldn't go another minute further and somehow the Lord shows up on the scene and and gives us the strength, gives us the hope or the courage. The Holy Spirit was the one right there pulling us through. The times when we needed healing or deliverance or we needed a word of encouragement was the Holy Spirit implementing that and bringing that into our life at the opportune time, at the exact moment needed. There's no precious moment that you have had or will have ever upon this earth that is not the Holy Spirit making that moment precious in your life. We need to, as a people, as a body of Christ, as, as children of God, we, we need to begin to acknowledge His presence in our lives. Every time that you've been worshiping, hands raised or even hands in pocket. <laughs> Either way. And all of a sudden you become aware of the, the presence of God. The one making his presence real is the precious Holy Spirit. 
every time. You see, it's okay to, to come theologically, doctrinally. We, we can come and, oh, we, we love you, precious Holy Spirit. We thank you for coming and, and giving us the strength we need, the word we need, the touch we need, the healing we need. We thank you, precious Holy Spirit, for coming and making Christ known, for coming and making Jesus so real in our lives. There's, there's no infighting within the Godhead. Mary said, how will this be in verse 35 as we continue to just dig in just a little slowly today? How will this be? How, how can something like this happen? The Holy Spirit will come upon you. You know, there are so many different experiences with the Holy Spirit of God from him being with us, even pre-salvation. And I'm not implying for a second that you were saved and going to heaven. But man, I'm telling you, he was, he was protecting us for, for that the plan of God could take place in our life. Yes. To salvation when he comes and makes his residence in our heart. To the baptism and the Holy Spirit are in the Christmas story. They always say they were filled, the Christmas story, they were filled filled with the Holy Spirit. So whether it's with or in or filled, the Holy Spirit, we're just simply, we're, we're zeroing in and we're focusing on the tangible touch and the tangible presence and nearness of the precious Holy Spirit in our lives. The angel said he will overshadow you. He will overshadow you. It's a prayer. Lord, come. Holy Spirit, come. Overshadow me like you did Mary, Lord. Your handmaiden of the Lord. Just come and overshadow me. Because what that overshadow, what happens with that overshadowing is to be enveloped in this haze of brilliance. That's just... The definition of it. You know what it, how it kind of really plays out in my, in my own sort of layman's words? When, the, when we are enveloped with the presence and the brightness of his presence, it's like, it's like all of a sudden the lights. Now, these lights are pretty bright already that are staring in my eye. But it's like all the lights just like get turned up another notch. Has anybody ever experienced that before? Where all of a sudden, the sun, it could even be a hazy day outside, but all of a sudden, everything's just a little clearer in his overshadowing presence. It's this enveloping of, of brilliance, like we think of, we think brilliance oftentimes, the most brilliant of gemstones that are just sparkling and clear and flawless. He comes and overshadows us with his presence and everything in our life becomes more brilliant. Shines a little brighter, more hopeful and optimistic. Secondly, with overshadowing, 
is this preternatural influence in our life. That you can learn a word today. Preternatural influence of God in our life. We're like, what in the world is the preternatural influence of the Holy Spirit? The preternatural is that which is beyond what is normal or natural. The preternatural influence, and we're talking about the precious Holy Spirit overshadowing us like he did the handmaiden of the Lord, Mary, and life was conceived that was eventually going to be birthed. This overshadowing is this preternatural influence of God in our life. What is that saying? It's saying that when the Holy Spirit comes and overshadows you, that which was or felt normal is no longer normal. You see, think about this. Your life, your life was not meant to be normal. Some of us during COVID were like, oh, just give us normal again, right? I mean, I get it. I probably said it too. But the reality is, is that you want nothing of that which is normal. You don't want normal. Normal. Think about normal out there. You walk out the doors. What is the normal that you're expecting? You're expecting heartache. You're expecting sickness. You're expecting somebody to lie, cheat, use your head for a ladder. I mean, you're expecting, you know, bad things oftentimes. I'm talking about just out in the world without Christ and without hope in our life. That's normal. But we come into the presence of the Lord. We come into the family of God. And now we have access to this preternatural influence of the Holy Spirit in our life. Where nothing has to be normal now. Now there might be many days that just feel normal. I was speaking with a, a young man one time and you know as a, a leader. And he just was like, man, I'm just, I'm just tired. I'm like, well, is anything wrong? Is is there anything going on in your life? He's like, no. I'm like, you do, you're reading, spending time with Jesus, reading your Bible, you know, doing the things you, you know you're supposed to. Yeah, I'm doing the things that I need to do. Pastor, I'm just, I said, well, you know what? I get it. Sometimes in life, we just need to, we just need to push through. It's not that we're walking around with, with goosebumps crawling up our spine 24 hours a day. There might be these, these, and there are these precious moments when the brilliance of the Lord just once again, just you know that he's there. You know that he's there. Can't help, I was talking with Pat the other day, he was telling me this eagle story. That this eagle just came and sat on a limb right outside of his office window. And it was just one of those sweet little kisses from the Lord. Where you just know it doesn't, like in the natural, you tell somebody a story. They're like, okay, well, whatever. An eagle came and sat there. But, but in the moment, it's like, it's like Jesus is sitting on that limb right there in the form of an eagle. Sitting there looking at you. Saying, I've got you. I'm watching you. I'm with you. I'm going before you. You see, it's the preternatural influence where nothing about our walk with Christ, in Christ, 
has to be normal. See, we're going to raise our expectations. Even in those days where it's just the mundane, where we're getting up doing the things that we know that we're supposed to do, there are these precious moments that just come and with a brilliance. The light switch just once again goes off before us and we're reminded once again of how precious these moments with the Holy Spirit are. It's time to believe for more not-so-normal existence upon this earth. We close before communion today to think about the man Simeon. The man Simeon. Because here was a man that we, we quickly read his account, but let's read it one more time and, and try to put a little bit more preternatural context to it. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and there he was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit. Everybody say, in the Spirit. He came in the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace. (laughs) According to your word. (laughs) I'm telling you, the, the Christmas story in every... Every member of the cast, the Holy Spirit came and prepared them, set them up, filled them. Simeon was, he was, he was a, a, a man of God. He was like any other man in this house that was, that was hungry for God and probably a bit more fervent than all of us. He had a life's mission. His mission was to see the Messiah. Now, pause for a second. He wasn't going to live to Methuselah's age. He wasn't going to live to 969. I mean, he was going to live a a relatively regular lifespan of a man at that time, which was probably even a little less than our lifespan now. Yet, he had a life's mission that he would see the Messiah. So there was like a 70-year period. I have no idea how old Simeon was. He was an elderly gentleman, but whether he was in his 70s or 80s or whatever, he had this period to see the Messiah. What would have prompted him to even believe for such a thing. Who would have prompted him to even believe for such a goal in his life? I'm telling you, this goal, and I don't know if he went around talking about it or if he learned some lessons from Joseph. I don't know if he was just a little bit more quiet about it. But he 
lived in the temple, not physically, but went there often, wanting to see the Messiah revealed. And obviously the Holy Spirit had put this mission upon his life as it said that it had been revealed to him. Oh, the precious, precious moments of revelations from the Spirit of the Lord. We live a life. We live a life waiting for these precious moments of revelation from the Holy Spirit. And here Simeon is being led by the Spirit. Maybe that'll be next week. But being led by the Spirit for this moment of encounter. We'll end with this final thought. And the gentlemen, you can go ahead and prepare the Lord's table. Simeon made this comment that is true for every single one of us. He said, now I can depart in peace. Because the Messiah has been. I have seen the Lord's Messiah. The need for us to have these precious moments with the precious Holy Spirit. The need for us, number one, just to simply be aware of the one who is speaking and working in your life. And to have these precious moments because it's in these precious moments when it's, it's all Jesus, it's all the Holy Spirit doing it in our life, but in His work being completed puts our hearts at peace. Puts our heart right. Simeon was done. It doesn't finish the story, but he probably walked out the temple and dropped dead. We don't know. But he said, I'm done. He said, I'm done. I'm all done. I've seen him. I've held him. I've blessed him. I can now depart. If I had to guess, and this is one of those things we can say we can ask Simeon one day, we're probably not going to care. But if I had to guess, I would guess that Simeon wasn't on this earth much longer after that day. The precious Holy Spirit. The precious workings, the precious revelations, the precious movings of the Holy Spirit in our life. There is no precious moment in our life without the Holy Spirit making that moment precious. He leads us. He comes upon us. He touches us. He fills us. He makes Jesus big in our hearts. He makes Jesus big in our eyes. He comforts us through every season. He fills us with the power and the strength that is needed. How badly do we as his people need his presence? And lastly, in Hebrews 6, 4, a bit of a, of a warning in the scriptures where it says, for it is impossible for those who have once been enlightened and tasted of the heavenly gift and have become partakers of the Holy Spirit. It is a serious matter 
to be a partaker of the Holy Ghost and to take that partaking lightly. I want us to turn up the dial of importance. Turn up the priority level in your life on the workings and the movings and the acknowledgement and the awareness of how Christ is revealed and how the plan of the Father is executed in the life of a man and a woman of God upon this earth. Go ahead and stand to your feet right now. Hallelujah. And I'm just going to pray for us. And let's just take just let's take just one moment. Open up your hearts. You can you can lift your hands or not. But if you want to just just go out on a limb just a little bit, just lift your hands with me. Just as a sign of surrender and just just coming before the Lord, using our whole physical body to engage and to worship the creator, our savior, our precious Holy Spirit. And let's just invite the Holy Spirit and the spotlight of the Lord just to come and shine through our life. Shine through our life. Hallelujah. Shine through our life. Just allow him just to come and reveal himself. The precious Holy Ghost. Just reveal himself. Just as he was reintroduced in the Christmas season, that first Christmas season, he was reintroduced. He had to be reintroduced to the entire world. Be introduced today, maybe. Be reintroduced today. Be reminded today of the precious workings of the precious Holy Spirit in our lives. Lord, we acknowledge you today. We acknowledge you, Holy Spirit. You're so precious. You're so wonderful to us. You make Jesus so alive and so big in our lives. We thank you, Lord, for drawing us, for filling us, for leading us, (laughs) for revealing to us, Lord, all the things, for convicting us, all the things that you do in our life. Holy Spirit, we just thank you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, we ask you to forgive us. If you need forgiveness today, right now, if you need forgiveness for anything, maybe it's a hidden something in your life, a hidden sin. Maybe it's something that you're willingly doing day in and day out, and you need forgiveness, you need freedom. Maybe it's something that you just held on to and never released for for some time now. But right now in the presence, in the presence of the precious Holy Spirit in this house, ask Jesus, ask Jesus to forgive you today. Ask Jesus to forgive you right now, not later, right now. Just between you and Jesus, Jesus, I need your forgiveness. I need your deliverance, Lord, in my life. Forgiveness. Focus on forgiveness right now. Jesus, forgive me, Lord. Only if you have something. Don't make something up. But if you know something and the Holy Spirit is prompting you, get forgiveness right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You're so precious, Lord.
set people free. Let us not be, take lightly being partakers of your Holy Spirit, of your presence. Change us, Jesus. Change us, Lord. Lord, I pray that right now your precious presence, Holy Spirit, would just come and envelop every person in this room in the name of Jesus. That the brilliance and the preternatural influence of your presence would just overshadow us right now, Lord. Just lift your hands. Just partake of the Lord. Just partake of the Lord. Oh, his sweetness. Oh, the sweetness of the Lord. We need you, God. We need your sweet, sweet touch. That sweet touch might be convicting, and that's okay. <laughs> it might be challenging, and that's okay, too. He's not going to be a pushover in your life. Just come, oh Lord. Oh, Jesus, your sweet presence in this place. Now I want you to ask. In the name of Jesus, I want you just to ask the Holy Spirit just to, to fill you with, overshadow you with power from on high. Right now, every person in this room, just trust me. Just trust me. We're only here for your good. In the name of Jesus, by the working of the Holy Spirit, Lord, would you overshadow us with your power from on high. Fill us, Lord, to overflowing. Fill us, Lord. Fill us, Lord, to overflowing. In the name of Jesus. Lord, even if we don't understand or we don't know what we're supposed to be doing or feeling. You do it, Jesus. Changing us in your presence. You're changing us, Lord. Conforming us, oh God. Washing over us, Lord. Renewing our minds. Transforming our lives, our families, our priorities. Oh, yeah, 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 da, 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 we need you, Jesus. We need you, Lord. <laughs> we give you all the glory today, Lord. Lord, we give you all the honor today, Lord, that you would be magnified and glorified in the name of Jesus. Just take your time, if you would, and go ahead and come and get the bread and the juice, and we're going to partake of the Lord's table together. Go ahead and come. Hallelujah. You know, I think we could move the table back a little bit, and we could go on both sides of it. Katie, why don't you grab that side real quick? Yeah, grab that side. Yeah, and then right there. Not too far, not too far. This way, a little bit more. This way, right there. And we can do both sides. Let's try something new.
In Isaiah 61, the Lord says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are, that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of the vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You have given me beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness that we might be trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord that he might be glorified. Praise you, Jesus. This is what I got from the Lord during worship. He says, I have penetrated the heavens and I sent my son for you. The sacrifice for all people in all times. You are precious to me. I did not want to be without you because of my great love for you. You are my children called by my name. I brought you forth for such a time as this and you are mine. I have great plans for you. Yes, I do. And I will do what I have called you to do. You have to trust and believe in me. I will bring what I have said to pass. It is my promises to you. Follow me, and I am the one, and there is no one else but me. Again, I say, follow me. I am the way, the truth, and the life. In you that brings forth the, in you, you bring forth the Father, and that is why I came. I came, you are my beloved, and I am yours. Come and follow me. I will do in you what I said. I am the way, the truth, and I am your righteousness. You are sealed for such a time, sealed with redemption, barked by my name and my presence. I am making you new, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Every provision has been made for you in my son. Follow his light. He will lead you and guide you. And again, I say, 
you are mine. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's take the bread in our hands. Thank you, Lord. Actually, go ahead and just take the bread and the cup. Hallelujah. Lord, we hold the bread, your broken body, Lord, the cup, your shed blood, Lord. Lord, we're just so thankful, God. Lord, we humble ourselves. Beauty for ashes. We humble ourselves to the mighty hand of God and plan of God for our lives. Precious Holy Spirit, we thank you for making Jesus so real. His presence, your presence is so real in our lives, God. We give you all the glory today, Lord. Hallelujah. In the mighty, mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we do this in remembrance of you. In Jesus' name. You can take the bread and the cup at the same time today. Lift your hands. We're going to close just in his presence. Hallelujah.